This is uh, John uh, coming to you from the uh, history room. Um, thought I'd just kind of talk a little bit um, about um, kind of what's going on. Um, of course, it's the um, end of November. It's November 25th, and um, uh, eventually uh, we're going to um, get ready to... Uh, have a celebration here in the United States and um, it's what's been going on for about a hundred and for over 150 years since it's been a national holiday um, but we always seem to always want to focus on um, a small group of people who were in England uh, around late summer of 1620 and they were Puritans, uh, Christian uh, people uh, who were eventually trying to escape um, the harsh, I guess, wrath of uh, not just the King of England, which I believe was uh, King James, one of the King James they had back then and uh, in England, but of course they did come from um, uh, I think other parts of uh, Europe, whether it's from um, Holland or they call it the Netherlands, I guess, of staying there before they actually came to England. But uh, they, of course, it, uh, this group of people, this individual uh, group of people, they, um, they, you know, were trying to get away because they were persecuted, uh, at least through the, uh, I guess, for the uh, by the English monarch. But um, this group, it took a couple of years. So I guess maybe it's like around like maybe 16, 17, 16, 18 till about 1620. I guess they were able to, you know, get financing from, uh, I guess, local merchants, I guess, whether it was from England and maybe from, you know, Holland and, and other places. And, uh, and so um, they... Um, They, uh, you know, finally by, I guess, uh, the summer, late summer of uh, 1620, I guess, uh, had the money there. And um, they were to leave, um, you know, on two uh, ships. Uh, and so, I guess, during this time, we always just kind of focus on them, uh, uh, this group of individuals, besides some other uh, people from England or others from Europe, I guess, who joined them. But once they did leave, it uh, was in the late summer, I think in July or so, early August, I guess, that they were leaving in 1620 uh, on two ships. One was the Mayflower that we know of. And and then the other one we know is is another ship that's not well known called the Speedwell. And um, 
So when they took off by late, you know, into the least into July, early August of 1620, they headed out. They were uh, able to leave from a, a, a city which is had a, was by a port uh, called Plymouth. And, uh, of course, that name becomes significant, I guess, when you get to, I guess, the future new world of where there's a Plymouth uh, on the um, one of the future states of the United States, which became Massachusetts. And so I guess in a way, sort of, I guess, the, the group, I guess, named the little area of Plymouth, uh, you know, eventually named their area uh, after, I guess, the, um, you know, the, the, the city in uh, England. But it's a group that finally got to leave. They, they left in the late summer, and they got so far out, and they realized that the Speedwell was having problems, which is beginning to, like, leak. And so I guess they were able to all get back, because I guess they weren't too far, I guess, off England's coast, and then get back. And then I think it took another month or so, where I think it's probably by, you know, early September, I guess, of 1620. I think that finally then uh, whoever was able to, be on board besides having the crew and the captain uh that then i guess they just took off on the mayflower and i guess there were some people that had to stay behind that were on the speedwell that could not i guess go so i guess some just gave up i guess their place and didn't want to you know crowd up the ship which i guess they could only put so many people on one ship so it turned out there were like 102 people that left uh on that ship and um the mayflower again that's still one on in in, um and i guess english history and american history Uh, but um they took off at least by i think early september around the fourth fifth sixth of september something around there and they took off and it took them about 65 to 66 days to get to where they were eventually located you know to get to where they were supposed to go was down near virginia and uh, that's what I think with the merchants helping them out. And then, because, you know, prior to that, like 13 years prior to that, you had like a group from England that go to an area that became um, on, the, on the coast again. Uh, and it became the state of Virginia, but they were able to get there and then go further inland, I guess, with what the ship could take them inland and <clears throat> go eventually on a, on a river called the James River and then eventually land in a location in 1607 where then um they kind of started you know it was a group of like you know i guess um people from england and i guess also besides just uh just some people there that were going families or whatever that there were actually some military people that could help them out and that's a different story for another time but that's just something that happened 13 years earlier and so i guess that's where i guess the future that we call them the pilgrims but i guess they're also puritans who uh with others who joined them other people that were from england or Europe, but I'm sure most of And so it was like 102 people that eventually were on the Mayflower to head off. And then there was, I think, a crew of uh, probably, I think about, um, I think about like, it was like, I think uh, 20, I think um, 26 uh, crew members. And you had the captain. And then eventually they get there within like about 65, 66 days, which is usually around like, I think around like November 9th and 10th uh, of getting there. If they were early September, then they, they made it. Uh, yet it took a while for them to do it for a little over two months to do this, to, to get there. And uh, one individual, a gentleman named John Howland, uh, with um, 
hearing something recently online, I think on, a, on an audio uh, program that I recently heard that he was a gentleman who had, um, had um, you know, had with the storm that was going on wherever they were at in the Atlantic, heading toward again the new world and uh i guess they came from a bad storm and i guess he actually fell overboard but i think with him falling overboard and i guess being in the water that i guess he was able to either i don't know if he saw it or grabbed it while he was in the water but i guess there was a rope that was hanging down into the water and i guess he was able to grab it and then begin to pull himself up but i think eventually then the crew saw with it being like a rough sea that they were able to actually pull him back up and of course they say if he would have perished, then there would have been like a lot of people who were, who were living, you know, generations later. And uh, again, something I heard on an audio program recently online, um, well, on my phone, that said something about that this gentleman was actually an ancestor to, uh, I think, two future presidents, which was George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush. So they were, I guess, descendants of this guy. So I guess if he would have perished, possibly these two, never they say, would have never existed, if that's true, and that's possibly could happen. When you always say about if somebody did, you know, could have died, that then, you know, like two or 300 years ago, that then who's ever living today, that maybe these people never would have existed at all. And I think that I thought they said something about that maybe <laughs> President Franklin Roosevelt, maybe there's a connection with that gentleman too of, this Mr. Howland, but he lived on and and lived on for many years, uh, you know, in Massachusetts and, and I guess near the Plymouth uh, area that that they uh, eventually set up uh, when they got there, you know, and by around the 19th of November of 1620, and um, and then I, I know they I've heard that there also was a gentleman who was on board that eventually died, but I don't know if they you know died when they got close to the land and then they just had to bury him when they got there or, or if they buried him at sea but but and it would have dropped it then down to like 101 people but then um they had a had a woman who was pregnant and eventually had a baby during that voyage and the baby's name became oceanus i believe it was o-c-a-n-u-s or whatever or or maybe it was after the maybe it was like after the end was U S E S or something like that. I don't know, but Oceanus and that was the name of a of a of a child and I believe it was a woman, a female child that was born and lived on many years later. And then a couple of people I think after they, they made it finally there in November of sixteen twenty, around the ninth and tenth of sixteen twenty, they um Again, got together, I guess, the which we eventually call them the Pilgrim Fathers. I think they stayed on the ship for, for some time, for at least way over a month or so. And I think into late December of the 1620, because, again, there was no, they didn't have, like, any buildings or any kind of shelter to go to. They had to start, I think, by late December of 1620, I think, start building up on shelters. Because the following year in 1621, around I think it's April, I think of 1621, I think when when the captain, who was a gentleman named Christopher Jones, who just had to be their captain for that Mayflower ship, uh, that he eventually went back, I guess, with his crew, but didn't carry, but 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 didn't take anybody else back with them. But uh, but then again, you had <clears throat> the people who you know that we call them the Pilgrims, and they were everybody who came, uh, not counting the crew. 
but they came and um, they landed there and then they created a, uh, what they call a um, the Mayflower Compact and it was just a document that just of how they were going to, you know, I guess lay it out and then I guess all the men signed it of how they were going to guess with, I guess, having new laws or whatever for, for, and then I guess thanking God for bringing them, you know, you know, safely across uh, the ocean from, um, I guess, from England to the new world that they called it. And again, they landed a place, I think that, I think they called the area, maybe not say it was, they, maybe first named it Provincetown, but I think nearby there became an area that they later on called Plymouth, uh, again, which later became uh, the state, this later this piece of land became later the state of Massachusetts, uh, one of the U.S. Uh, states uh, much later. But other than that, uh, these people lived on, and, and then they lived there, and they, you know, by, I'm sure, the, into the, harsh winter of you know uh, the new year of 1621 through I think the spring they uh, had they said half the people had died and so I guess then they had, had to you know then sit up and bury the people there and then you know there were there was the other half that lived on and so forth and then they did have a gentleman who was their actual their governor when they got there uh, named um, I think let's see his name was um John Carver, and he was actually, I think, their governor once they got there, uh, and then he was there, and once he was their governor, then he, um, you know, he died in by April of 1621. Then it went to a gentleman who's well-known named William Bradford, who then became their, their governor and their leader, I think, for a number of years afterwards. And I know with William Bradford, you know, he came with the group, and I guess he was one of the Puritans, and um, found a gentleman named William Brewster, who was a, I guess, a religious, I guess, uh, person, whether I say he was a minister or not, but just part of the main group. And But William Bradford, actually, you know, of course, then he later on writes, you know, a, a book that's, you know, uh, known as A Plymouth Plantation that is out there that anybody can get access to. And I guess he just wrote over the years of what happened during the time that they were living there. And I guess setting up the future city of Plymouth and how it's grown over the years. But I know there's a story some about where when they got there <clears throat> and by at least when it was early December, and I guess no matter how many trips they would take from those small rowboats, that either crew would take some of these you know, pilgrim, you know, members of the pilgrim, you know, the men I think would go and they would get on, they would get on the land and they maybe see if they could find maybe any kind of food where it's like any kind of like birds, like, you know, that they could maybe find and kill or deers or, or any kind of some food they could find where it might even be any kind of, I don't know, fruits or vegetables they could find that because whatever, whatever food they had, I'm sure it was getting really scarce when they got there. And then I guess the water they had there, I guess they got it from the, you know, the actual, you know, the Atlantic Ocean, so maybe it was fairly, you know, good water, I guess. I know there were issues here in that recent audio piece uh, that I heard online that I guess there was a lot of cholera that was was in the water, I guess, in Plymouth when they left there, and no matter how much of that was brought on board, no matter any of the people, you know, like the pilgrims or the crew drinking it were, how much they got sick, but again, I know they said one man got sick and died, which then, you know, dropped the number down from to 102 to 100 and 
one out of the out of the people that were the pilgrims that went, but then a, a, a young child was born after that to kind of then bring the number back to the hundred two. But other than that, they get there, and it looks like uh, Bradford's wife, um, I think her name was Dorothy, um, uh, Dorothy Bradford, I guess sometime around maybe early to mid December. Uh, at one point, I guess, when he was gone, I guess, with the group that to go to the land that maybe she either got near the edge of the of the Mayflower and fell overboard and then drowned or she, I don't know, took her life or whatever was going on. Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, over the years, we always just kind of focus about why, I guess, we think about the pilgrims and this group of individuals who came over here because they were being persecuted in Europe because they're Christian religion and wanted to get somewhere else to maybe start a new, you know, new place where they can have a new land and eventually, I guess, you know, the future country of the United States of America, known as America, I guess, became, um, or later become, we call it America, but but the future United States um, and then the, the future state of Massachusetts where they landed that, I guess, you know, finding a new place to, to um to go and start a new life and, and, and maybe even have a religion, a Christian religion that they can worship and not be persecuted like they were in Europe and for sure in England. But, you know, the, you know, they come over here and then, you know, a year later after they lost half the people in this, you know, I guess the spring and, you know, they lost people and they lost their first um, governor who I mentioned, name I think it was again, John, John Carver, and then eventually became William Bradford. But, you know, by the fall, and I guess it'd be September, October, November, that with the help of the local uh, people who live there, which are native people, um, and I think the group, and I know I'm probably going to mispronounce their name, but I think it was the... um, I think they were like the uh, Wampanoaga uh, a tribe, and that was something that just happened to be on the up near uh, that area. And they kind of really, you know, worked with helping. Uh, I guess maybe before the fall and during the fall, uh, got to know the the people that were there that were pilgrims and helped them out. And they were, I guess, they were not fully warlike that they were going to just take their, you know, kill these, uh, kill the Europeans who came, but um, work with them and help them like grow, I think, where I guess they could grow corn and other kind of uh, other crops. And uh, then learn, I guess, maybe how to even be able to catch fish on the, on the coast so they could have fish. And then maybe learn to eventually be able to go and maybe hunt like maybe like any kind of like game, like, like maybe um, deer or anything like that, or maybe anything like any ducks or anything that would fly or something like that that they could they could kill and I guess of course she had I guess what you know became you know I guess turkeys and things like that but but I think by this November which is where we always get the idea of, of the you know celebrating what who the pilgrims were and and them crossing over but a year later them then giving thanks and having a big for several days I guess kind of a kind of a celebration where they had the I guess the that native um uh, people, uh, that local tribe that helped them out, and then they um, were able to, um, you know, were able to, uh, you know, help them out and help them, you know, um, 
you know, you know, learn about how to how to how to you know, you know, grow things and things like that, and, and be self sufficient and stuff. So they were very helpful, and I guess I'm sure by then, by the, you know, into the late spring or so, they had like you know homes that they had built and stuff like that. But they had a celebration a year later, just kind of just thanking God that a year later here they are and, and having a celebration, which is, I guess, what we always do every year in the United States. And so, um, and then, of course, then uh, once we become a nation in uh, the late 1780s after the Constitution is uh, is all uh, created and put out to the future U.S. states that then them accepting it as the actual law of the United States. And then I guess our first U.S. president, which was George Washington, having something in the year of having a proclamation of thanking God. But, you know, that was not really what, you know, it was the thing that he was setting a day maybe in November or so to, to, to thank them and maybe looking back to what the Pilgrim Fathers, what they did and and back in the 1620s. And so... You know, we just kind of would have that, and I'm sure that different U.S. presidents would have proclamations. But by the 1860s, and President Abraham Lincoln, who was president at the time in October 1863, eventually again proclaimed it again for the country. And then that kind of then became a national holiday force of how we should just want to give thanks every year and how it built up from there of him making an actual holiday for Americans here. And then it just kind of built up between that time till the end of, you know, over the years into even the rest of the 19th century and into the 20th century of just how we want to have, uh, I guess, family gatherings and stuff and not just serve like uh, items like turkey or, you know, ham or, or something like that. And then make, um, you know, desserts like, you know, pumpkin pie because I guess of them having pumpkins I guess during the days of <clears throat> when the um, pilgrims had their feast a year later, but uh, having some like that and, and then having vegetables and things like that and just kind of having a family gathering that would just kind of make it kind of a ritual we've been doing every year for since I guess the, I guess make it a national holiday since October of 1863. And then just how it was over the years of what got incorporated with having actual like parades that are, 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 um, are out there in whatever big city it is in the United States and it first being maybe broadcast <clears throat> you know maybe if there were any kind of silent films that anybody might have filmed or something in the 1920s that just they took some pictures of it uh, but then I know by the you know by the days of the radio in the 20s and 30s I guess when there'd be that like, you could hear actual um, you know you could hear you know, audio sounds of what's going on, then, you know, that they would talk about Thanksgiving and then maybe play, that somebody would, would, would broadcast maybe a, a parade and said about what kind of float was coming down until television came around and then you actually have television. And then over the years, kind of, you know, you know because of the Pilgrim story and, and then a year later what they did about celebrating uh, their own Thanksgiving to thank God for making a full year, even though they lost half the amount, you know, half the people... You know, I guess they had over like what, maybe 50 people, 51 people or so by the time end of the year of 1621 when they have our celebration. You know, and then over the years, again, it's just kind of then made into like maybe like even radio dramas about it. Uh, 
any kind of silent films that could have been for the 20s or whatever that could have had some, you know, of a pilgrim story about it, them coming to America to then later sound films because there is a sound film from the early 1950s, around 1952, 53, and it just tells about how the Pilgrims came over here in a movie called um, Plymouth Adventure. And then about 1980 or so, there was like a TV movie called, uh, you know, Mayflower, um, The Pilgrim's Adventure. And then there's been, you know, television programs. What if it's like, you know, any kind of animated little cartoon things, little programs, just like that to talk about what Thanksgiving is all about here in the United States. But it's just kind of something that we just try to remember and do and, and observe every year, especially when it gets to the end of November. And again, it's kind of unique for the United States here uh, over other countries, even though the other countries may throughout the year have their own day of maybe thanking God, you know, that they, you know, for what they had and maybe they, they have it as a holiday too. And, um, you know, when families can gather and, and things like that, you know, over other countries. But I know, I know, you know, there's just, there's just a variety of different years that, you know, are different times that other countries. But the United States has had their set since, I guess, late November of, uh, you know, of uh, every year. And with, I guess, Lincoln actually making an actual national holiday in October 1863. So uh, we've kind of had it ever since going for these 150 plus, you know, uh, you know, days, I guess be now 157 years now, uh, I guess, observing it as a national day of observance of a Thanksgiving day, but then actually sitting down. But, but these pilgrims were unique individuals who, who, um, you know, they took a a big chance of what they did and and what they're going to do to, to go somewhere where, you know, centuries later that you look at it you know and wonder what's you know what's the whole you know you look at the whole story no matter how it gets kind of you know changed over the over the centuries and and again there's still going to be critics like there are with other uh other uh people you know that just say well we should have like you know never you know europeans should have never come over here and it should have been left to the actual um you know, the native, uh, you know, people uh, that were living here at the time. And, you know, that they could have just maybe took this whole piece of, this whole large piece of which became the United States of America that would have been their their land. But, no, you had explorers that, that went around, uh, you know, prior to Columbus in the 1490s and after Columbus in the 1500s and, you know, the 1600s and, in the 1700s of not just countries from Europe that would come to explore other lands and see if they could claim it. But, but you know, there were other countries even on the western side, which would be the Pacific of the United States. It could have been come from, whether they were coming from Japan or they came from China, you know, or countries from that way that were Asian countries that came over this way that eventually, you know, came to America and so forth. But... Um, but it's just kind of a unique time just to remember uh, the pilgrims and who they were and, and, and look into their history, whether you have to go and find information in a book, like an encyclopedia about them to have a better understanding of who they were and their interest and, and why they eventually landed where they came to in America and why it was here over what you can now find some years later, 
you know, on the internet that you could actually dig around and find things about them more, that you could find some good, accurate information and so forth. Uh, and then just how it's just always emphasized over the years in our in our media, at least in the United States, about, you know, yeah, Thanksgiving's coming up. I guess it's time for families to get together and, and be thankful and, and have gatherings and so forth and, and sit down and, 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 and just enjoy the... Um, you know, enjoy their time uh, together and thank God too for um, what this uh, this this country's gone through. Uh, uh, you know, as a nation and prior to when we were a nation where we were, I guess, occupied by you know other countries like England or or France or 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 whoever or Spain or whoever had the countries. Uh, I think it really just overall <clears throat> ended up really with England on the east coast. Until eventually, then America got its independence in you know the 1770s and so forth. So uh, you know, but it's a unique history. It should be you know learned by everybody about who these uh, Pilgrim fathers and 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 Pilgrim mothers were and 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 who they were and and the ones that did survive and live on and and not just found the um, era that was known as Plymouth, Massachusetts, but other other little towns and cities that. Grew up between, I guess, Massachusetts going all the way down the East Coast toward like um, uh, Virginia and anything further south, you know, of towns getting set up on the coast and then further inland or so forth. So just kind of a little bit of to put it out there about the history of England. And again, that was a Roger Whitaker song about the, the last farewell. And you know, it might have said, you know, that you're, you're getting up, they're getting up and heading off really to getting on a ship and actually going to England. That should just that just should have been really going to America. That's why I put a little clip on there. But that's something I guess from the nineteen seventies he was a, a a singer, you know, the of the probably twentieth century sang a variety of songs. But yeah, I just kinda wanna just kinda put it out there for just remembering the pilgrims and of course this year being twenty twenty and what a crazy year it's been for twenty twenty that this is actually now the four hundredth four hundredth anniversary again uh, that that they actually you know got together and took off and and then left England to come to the future country of the United States and then how they founded areas of Massachusetts and how they were able to incorporate and put their Christian religion out there and then just how things have changed over the centuries later. But uh, America's still a great place to be. It's still great Christian uh, land and uh, with all our um, unique uh, ideologies and thoughts the way we all are because we're all different and, and, and our, you know, we, the people today all do come from either these pilgrim fathers and mothers or they come from uh, future people who come to America much later and so forth uh, to make uh, the United States of America a unique uh, country. So, um, Hope everybody has a wonderful, happy uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, it's a great time to get together. Of course, they're saying because of what's going on with the COVID, it may not be a good time, but hope families can get together no matter what, I guess, the political officials are saying about don't do it or whatever. But at least if some people can get together and have a good dinner and sit down and talk and then not just sit down and watch something on a television show or so forth, but they can get together and, and just, you know, have family time and so forth, uh, which is part of why we have 
something like a day like this. So uh, again, happy birthday uh, here from the uh, history room. Uh, and again, my name's John Swearingen. Just thought I'd let you know a little bit about um, what's going on and uh, right now and kind of remember uh, a group of individuals who, who came over here now 400 years ago. Uh, so uh, everybody have a good one and uh, there'll be some more uh, stories in the future coming up here in the history room. So now I guess I'll leave the room and uh, lock it up for the uh, day and uh, we'll talk again soon. Everybody have a good day.